You're listening to the Bossy Bonitas podcast with Leslie Ambrice and Candace Cruz. Join us as we navigate through the world and learn more about our roots. Each episode will share our experiences, professional tips and tricks, and introduce you to other Bossy Bonitas who are making waves in their industries. Buckle up, it's going to be a fun ride. She's also a professional singer-songwriter alongside with her husband. They have a brand called ETA where they write songs for other people and, you know, produce their own things. They're amazing. They're super talented. And we are so happy to have her here with us. She's also a fellow Latina straight from mm-hmm. Texas um, just to talk about her journey and, um, you know, how she's a bossy bonita and basically how she's conquering the music industry. Yay! Yay. I felt like I needed to add that in there. (laughs) That was such a nice introduction. Thank you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You're a great person. You need that. Wow, Candice, your clap. Like, whew. Um, But... (laughs) You know what? I'm just spiking, okay, this morning. I'm really loud and excited to be here. It's also because you're... Yeah. Um, I'm going to scoot in a little little closer here. Come love on me, Les. Come here. Come closer. Come closer to you. She's scooting to me right now. scooting over so you can all get a visual of that. That's weird. Um, anyways. <laughs> I also love that, like, she's done up to the nines, and I'm, like, in my glasses, chilling. I don't live here. I had to come dress No, I love it. Yeah. You're being a boss this morning. I am a boss. I'm surprised I woke up early. We're getting distracted. We are here to talk about <laughs> As we no, do. No, this is... As I, we do. Okay, I'm, like, seriously fangirling right now, as I was telling you guys <laughs> earlier, on my way here on Waze. I don't know why. I don't know if this happens to you guys. When you're listening to the podcast, it, like... When it's giving you instructions, it cuts out the podcast, mm. goes back and forth. And I'm not really paying attention to the instructions because I'm so enamored by you guys. And so I probably took like three wrong turns. I like went to downtown LA. I like had to do this like weird U turn, but it was amazing because, oh, you know, no. here I am with you guys. Well, I, I feel like that's a, a great thing, but I'm so sorry you had to go to downtown LA. Yeah, Candace hates downtown LA. I do. I'm so sorry for anyone that lives there. It's very nice. It's I just hate armpit. driving down there. It's the armpit of LA. No, yes. I love it. It's my favorite place. It no. Place. no, I really love it. I want to live there. Um, it's oh. the best. Well, well, we're both giving each other eye like, yeah, I'm alone. If anybody else thinks downtown, I'll, I'll get you a pepper spray for your birthday. Oh my god, it's, it's not, coming up. It's not, Dane. It is coming. Our up. birthdays are coming up. Are. I forget that we're both October. We're babies. both October babies. We're not here to Ooh. talk about ourselves. I know. I'm um, sorry. We're just talking. Yeah, I know. We talk a lot. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> Ellie, I want to bring the direction over to you. Tell me, just to start off, um, you know, people who don't know about you, who've never heard about your music, can you tell us about the journey from all the way in the beginning when you were like, singing is all I want to do, this is what I want to do professionally, and this is what I feel called to do. When did that begin? Sure. Well, I grew up in a house filled with musicians, obviously. And when I was six years old, there's this choir who came to my elementary school, and I was enamored by them because it blew me away that these little girls could make this amazing sound. And as a six-year-old, getting moved by that was just so exciting for me. And so I decided to audition for this little choir who got to travel all around the world. 
And so that was my little humble beginning as a choir girl, singing on the front row with my little tiny voice, um, getting to sing in like huge cathedrals in Europe and um, had an amazing classical career um, from the age of six to about 18. Um, when I graduated college, I went to study opera at a university. They offered me a really large scholarship. Um, it was one of the largest scholarships they had ever op offered for an opera singer, so that was really exciting for me. And um, I realized that it wasn't for me. I, I did not want to lock myself in a room for four hours a day learning this six minute long piece in like Latin or German. And I was like, you know what, I can't be doing this. And so I never really thought about career wise, like this is what I want to do whenever I grow up. And so I, I started writing songs when I was 12, didn't start taking it seriously until I, I was about 19 whenever I left university to just kind of pursue a journey to, you know, what kind of music speaks to me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So leaving college, that's, um, I'm sure, an interesting path that your parents probably weren't expecting with that yes, bit of a scholarship. Definitely. What was that decision like for you? Because I know that that's like a monumental decision at 19 to make. And um, what was your journey like from then until now? Sure. Um, well, during that time, obviously, your freshman year of college, you go hard. When I say go hard, I was at many parties doing very, very uh, fun, interesting activities. Mm -hmm. And and I was just a mess during that point. And I think just like, I, I think we're all kind of, when you're at the beginning of your 20s, you're trying to discover what speaks to you and like what you feel called to do. Mm -hmm. And during that point, I'm like, seriously, there has to be like a bigger, bigger purpose for my life. I can't just like keep living this like small-minded, um, path and so I decided to kind of blaze my my own path that's kind of not treaded very often and my parents didn't really understand that and so um yeah I, I don't know if that answered your question I kind of just went on a little no it little does tangent. We, I mean we even talked about that too it's like in our last podcast was you know taking the path less traveled isn't the easiest route but it's the one that you're going to live your life with the least amount of regret yeah, yeah of actually like going and pursuing your dream. Sure, sure. And I think at that point, I didn't even really know that that was my dream. You know, I was kind of in this place where I I had found Jesus for the first time in my life. And um, I really wanted to do something that made a difference in this world. And I was so passionate in pursuing that. Like, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, it's not really about what I want to do or um, what my talents can bring or like my goals that I wanted to achieve. I just really, my focus at that point, which I'm very thankful for, was, you know, what do you want me to do? How can, how can I really make a difference? And luckily, I really feel that that difference is doing music, writing music. And, and I'm not a Christian artist. I'm not a Christian songwriter. Um, but I do write music that speaks truth to my situation. And I think that that's what the world really needs to hear is um, music that relates to them, music that um, can shed light on situations that aren't easy to talk about, um, things that are important to you as a person that people can connect with emotionally. So, yeah. No, I love that. I mean, that's what artistry really is, is to be able to create an experience for someone, whether that be on a canvas or musically or on a theater screen or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest 
um, message that you have conveyed in one of your songs? Well, I feel like this next single that I'm releasing, um, that we're still waiting on, the release date was supposed to be two Fridays ago. <laughs> Here we are waiting for it to come out, but it will come out in its own timing. It's one of those, you have a baby and it just kind of wants to sit and cook. Mm-hmm. I don't have a baby, by the way. <laughs> it's not like I'm speaking from, it's not like I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> I'm glad you prefaced that. Um, <laughs> no, just yes. because I know that. It, yes. No, absolutely. because she's married now. Like every, yeah. whenever I'm with Ellie and anybody thinks that, oh, she's like, oh, I have a stomach ache. Great things. Like, oh my God, are you pregnant? Yes, like, that is the most annoying instantly. thing. And I, I usually tell my friends, I'm not having a baby until like five years, six years from now. So like, don't be expecting that from me. Don't ask me if I'm pregnant. If I have a little food baby going on, there's not a little person <laughs> living in there. All right, okay. Um, yes, but um, yeah. with back to your, your question. Song. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like this next song is gonna be big for me because in the song, I am clearly talking about drugs and alcohol. And from coming from a very religious background and a very um, Southern mentality, Christian home, I feel like a lot of people from home are going to be a little shocked by it, um, that, I've, that I'm clearly saying drinking and smoking in my music. But I feel like it's really important to be raw and vulnerable. And so this next song, I think, is going to be that like big step for me. It's like that big... Are you nervous about people hearing that for the first time or? Yeah, I'm I'm really nervous. I actually sat on this song for a while. I wrote this song last August, so it's been a year. <clears throat> and I've been wondering, you know, should I sell the song to another artist? Should I um, shop it around, not put it under my name? But I really, really felt like I needed to be authentic. And when I wrote these lyrics, um, it's, it was really authentic to to that moment in my life and, and kind of channeling, I kind of wrote this song from my 16 year old perspective, but also still like where I'm at today. And um, yeah, I would say, yeah, it's a little difficult mm-hmm. for sure. And I know that we've talked about this before where you said that like the drugs and alcohol were something that you used to cope with mental health. Um, how has how have you now started to cope with that in more like healthier ways? And how do you hope that that song will help somebody else who deals with that? Yeah, um, well, Leslie knows that I really battle anxiety and depression. And that's really been something that I've had my entire life, even as a kid, to navigate through. And um, whenever I had really low, low points in my life, starting at a really young age, um, I would gravitate towards drugs and alcohol. And that's been something I've been so codependent on. And even post following Jesus, people feel like once I follow Jesus or like you get into a religion or you get into a certain kind of exercise routine and you're feeling good about yourself, you feel like, okay, now I'm supposed to be a better person. But I don't think that's true for people. We all still have our shortcomings. We all still struggle with things. And at the end of the day, we can hide them or we can shed light to it. And so I, with this song, I really hope more like the back end telling people, like, if you're struggling with something like an addiction or uh, you are battling depression and suicidal thoughts, um, it's better to bring them to light and to talk about them with the community, to, to shed it through art, 
to to really process those emotions and that's what i'm hoping this song will do for people that's beautiful i think that that's one of those things that um a lot of people try to hide anything any of their shortcomings whatever yeah. it may be and i feel like we're coming into this new age and maybe it's just me that a lot more people are just starting to be transparent because they're realizing like you by being a trailblazer and actually saying it that it's okay for them to say it and i'm hoping that these songs are allowing that conversation to happen especially in the age where everything is so perfect online that now we're getting into the imperfections that are just as beautiful yeah being here bossy bonitas you know representing for the latinas what has it been like being in the music industry and repping for latinas and i mean just brown girls everywhere what has that been like yeah i feel like um, being a Latina in this music industry today um, is walking on the path of uh, greater I, pop identities like Selena. I don't know if you guys remember Selena. I grew up watching her movies, being inspired by her. And there's people like Selena Gomez and um, great women who are setting that way for us. But I, f I still feel like it it's um, a little more work, you know, you to to be a latina in this industry kind of sets you apart in a different category and i feel like you really have to fight that i do belong here and i do belong to sit at this table just because of my race or um where where my parents are from it does not hinder you know what i can bring forward and i feel like sometimes that's still like you know someone looks at you as an artist like a manager uh, people I've encountered and they give you that eye like where do you fit like do you do you write Spanish songs you know um, are you planning on doing a South America tour you know are you planning on building um, that that community and I think that's awesome and I would love to write Spanish songs in the future but I'm a pop writer and and I'm a, an American Latina and um, I feel like once we start shifting our mindset to that, that's going to open up a lot of a lot more doors for the future for songwriters and artists who are coming to L.A. and uh, pursuing this industry. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I think inclusion is getting there, but I just hate the fact this is one thing that has been very interesting to me during this time is that they're trying to fit everybody into a box. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of what you've run into um, have you run into certain scenarios where you've had to like almost challenge someone else's viewpoint of you, you just know, to make sure that your artistry is seen the way that you want it to be, not where they're like, oh, we're going to put you in this little like compartment and ship like, you out. Like you have to be J-Lo now, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, once you start getting into a higher level of when um, management's pursuing you and labels are pursuing you, you go and you sit down with them and they kind of tell you what they see you becoming or what they know will sell. And um, yes, there have been experiences and especially with my friends, I have some friends, ethnic friends who are half Latina, half black, who have come in this industry who are so talented, incredible songwriters, incredible singers, and they get sat down and they tell them, hey, I need you to lose about 40 pounds. I need you to dye your hair blonde. Um, I've had friends who, um, I had a friend actually who came from Hawaii, an amazing singer. He was he was kind of in the same group of Lady Gaga. Well, he, he actually knew Lady Gaga before she became Lady Gaga. They, they were signed at the same time. And um, there were new artists being, being brought forward and they sat down with my friend and told him, hey, we need you to, 
to change the color of your eyes. We're going to put blue contacts on you. We want you to go by a different last name. It's going to sell more if you say you're Latin. Um, you look like you're Latin, so we're going to say you're Spanish. And so this still happens today. It's not, you know, you hear these horror stories. They're real stories. Um, and, and people are willing to sell themselves, you know, short to, to reach that fame. And I, and I can completely understand what that payoff would be if you change yourself completely. Um, but that's something that, that is real life. And I think we should be proud. Um, I'm, I'm a Latina. I'm a little bit uh, heavy set. Uh, not heavy set, but I'm curvy. My husband loves my curves, and I love my curves too. And and I'm darker skin, and I'm not what most um, labels would deem like the perfect candidate that would sell. But I'm hoping to prove them otherwise. Well, my question for you as well is, what advice would you give to any woman or or guy um, that is trying to come up in this industry that doesn't necessarily fit in this mold? And like, what they, what can they be doing to better themselves along mm -hmm. that journey? Yeah, I wanna say that we're in a new era and this is so exciting, where DIY is um, the new industry. You know, I, I feel like a lot of labels, and a lot of people don't know this, a lot of people who are pursuing music are really pursuing that record deal, which is great and it's a cool, uh, feather to put in your cap, but right now we have the ability to do it ourselves. We have so many platforms um, where you don't have to compromise who you are in order to get your music, your art out there. So I would tell a person who's maybe in that situation, who's you know in meetings with record labels or trying to change themselves to be seen by record labels, I want them to know that um, they don't have to do that and that they're beautiful just the way they are. And I know that's a cliche, but it's so true that there's someone out there that looks like them or that can relate to them in a very personal way. And to see um, them being themselves representing their art, whether that is painting your hair blonde mm -hmm. or staying a little more heavy set, um, that people are going to accept you. You know, you will find that fan base. That fan base is out there and you don't, you don't have to change yourself to get it. Mm -hmm. And in our in our last episode, we talked about, you know, failure and confidence, and you are someone that immediately upon first meeting you, you come across very confident, and you are very confident in yourself, your personality, your looks, everything. When did, is that something you've always had, like, since you were little, you were just a kid with, like, the best self-esteem, or, like, did you eventually have to go through something in life that gave you that tough skin? Because I know that's something that we talk about in past episodes, and something even our viewers will tell us about that they struggle with sure mm -hmm. um i feel like i've um always had this tough skin on the outside but in the inside i'm like a sobbing bear like i cry literally like maybe four or five times a day sometimes you know i'm a very emotional person and i really care about um, what people think because I really love people. So I feel like when I was younger, you know, I really wanted people to accept me. I really wanted people to like me. And when someone didn't, it would really affect me in a heavy way. And I'm from Texas, from this little city um, in the middle of nowhere. It's called the Panhandle. Like you can drive out four hours west or north or east, and it's literally no mountains. There's like little farms and oh little cows everywhere. Sounds like where I'm from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. small small town. And and um, when we'd put on talent shows in high school, I always 
would come up with this huge like performance like I wanted dancers and I wanted them to wear masks and I was inspired by Lady Gaga at that time and how like you know she she just created this huge performance on a stage that no one no one was seeing at that time and so I came to my choir director with my audition and I had my dancers in the background I even had like a gay dancer that people knew about but in Texas that's like a really like taboo you know like we don't we don't allow gay dancers on stage kind of thing. And and I got told, you know, we love your voice. We love the way you sing, but take out all the dramatics, all the costume, and we just want you to stand and sing. Mm-mm. And so that was kind of my entrance to performing. And, and as educators, music educators, I feel like we're supposed to build our youth and not mm. tear them down. But for me, that was my experience. And there's many times um, in church and in school that people would tell me, like, you're too much. Or, um, you know, like, uh, I, I had some some um, people back home that would tell me, you know, why do you want to be an artist? Like, that's so glorifying yourself. You know, like, really, like, negative things that would bring me, bring me down and would take away my art, would take away me wanting to do something different, something big. Um, but I had to come to the point to realize I cannot please everybody and I don't need to please anybody. Um, I really need to do what's best for me. And and, and honestly, um, looking to Jesus and, and he is that mirror for me. And if he tells me go and he created me to be this crazy like put glitter on your eyes and sit on the stage and you know what it is going to be about me for this minute but I'm going to perform for you that for me is um where where I I think had that confidence moment Mm. I guess Mm -hmm. all that I'm literally like over here like raising my hands like yeah (laughs) I experienced it like been there of being like too much it's so interesting that so many people I feel like it stems from their own insecurity of like, you're too much because I can't be that much. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. bring you down to my level. That's one thing I do love so much about being in LA is that I feel like we're all the kids that were told we were too much. Yes. So we all absolutely. come out here and no, we all get to be too much all the time. So yeah. it's just enough. Mm-hmm. It's been such an incredible experience moving, moving. Yeah. Moving. <laughs> it's been so cool. I've been in LA for a year now. Mm. And it's been so awesome meeting so many people who are creatives, but they're they're not like, you know, I'm a creative, so I'm not going to support you. I feel like everyone here is actually really supporting and really excited of your art. You know, like if you're an actor, I get so excited to meet actors or dancers or, you know, all the misfits, as you said. Yes. (laughs) The band of misfits. Supporting each other. They're all, they're all here. You're welcome, guys. Welcome to the city. Um... And then there's the rest of us who just stay. Um, <laughs> we're like, we're all right. We you all are the anomalies of actually being from yeah. here. It's so weird to meet people from LA originally. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're really from here? What was that like? I wanted it's, to be here all my life. Great, Little you. side note, I feel yeah. like all LA people, you guys are all like, so high all the time, but not high. <laughs> like, you guys are just kind of like everyone's so relaxed they're just like hey like how are you you know like everyone's so chill i also found about la people that are always late to things like texas people are like nine o'clock nine o'clock yeah and 
And with LA people like nine o'clock, oh, I'll see you at nine forty-five. <laughs> I'll see you at ten. Candace is glaring at me right now. <laughs> Our little local right here. Listen, I had to. I texted her at eight thirty this morning to make sure she was here by nine thirty. Not only am I a local, I'm also Chicana. That's I run. You all Mexican, run different time. Mexican time. She, you were on time today. today. Like I was on time. A high five, girl. When it's important, it. I'm on time. If we're yes. just hanging out, you can wait an hour. That's fine. Thank you, thank you. But I'm I, over here nodding my I head. I do, like, the, I remember <laughs> you and I were driving once, and you told me, you were like, yeah, I feel like everyone, everyone in L.A. is just, like, really always high. And then you started naming off people that you know, including me, that are yes. from here. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we do all act like that. Yeah, you guys are just so chill, so, like... Going with the waves, I don't know. <laughs> but it's also fascinating that LA runs like on this weird conundrum of time. It's like when I first came here my first year, I was like, everything like goes so fast yet so slow at the same time. Like if you want to get something done, it's like hurry up and wait. Yeah. And like you leave and you feel and you come back and yeah. it feels like nothing has changed, but everything's changed. Mm-hmm. It's like the weirdest paradigm over here. I don't know. You I have to get used to it. How do you get used to it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's all been a learning process, but it's been great. Mm-hmm. And you have a new, you know, we talked about your new single coming out, but you also have another single that you released a while ago, The Other Ones, which is a bop. I love it. Yay! Um, can you tell the story behind that song? Because I love hearing why people decided to write something and what their sure. inspiration is from. Yeah, so my last single came out, I think it was, um, when did I release it? Sometime in May? early June Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote this song it's called the other ones other ones it is about my husband he we're actually (laughs) they're over here giving me girl faces so cute so cute cute. um such a cliche but um, my husband and I are actually a songwriting duo and so he he writes all all my music um, my artist project together and then we write together outside of that as well but he actually wrote the song with me about him so it's <laughs> it's pretty it's it's a funny one but um yeah it, it's just basically saying he's not like the other ones awesome they're adorable go, <laughs> go stalk ellie on instagram and you'll see photos of them they're the cutest couple and where can people find you on instagram yeah um well i go by ellie allen so ellie allen music with the z there's another Ellie Allen in the UK that does music as well. Oh. So we're fighting for our spot right now. I will conquer. <laughs> yeah. Ellie Allen music with the Z will win. There you go. <laughs> win out all. There you go. Just like, yo, girl, give me, give me that handle. Yeah. I need it now. I wish it was like, never mind. I say something that sounds stupid. Never mind. <laughs> I hope that you get that handle from her. That's all I will say. And you have, you know, your new single is going to come out. We're waiting on that, but you'll let people know on social media, right? Yeah, there'll, there'll be huge hype. We'll have a party. Ooh, I like parties. I'm always down for the party. Always well, thank like you, Ellie, for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. On our pod, our podcast. On our pod? We have a pod? pod? Have you heard that? No. People say like, oh, the pod. I was trying to be cool. I always think of like a mushroom. Like when you say a pod, it's like a little like. Let it die. Let it die. It didn't work. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, thank you, Ellie. Um, And everyone go check out her single once it comes out. Be sure to follow her on Instagram so you can stay up to date on that. Go stalk her and her cute marriage and follow her journey. Tell your friends about her music because Homegirl is going to be a 
ginormous star one day and you're all going to be like, oh, I heard her on Bossy Bonitas. And hey. that'll be it. But yeah, yeah, thanks, Ellie. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> she was amazing. Mm-hmm. I also loved so much like her essence. And it's something that is so refreshing when someone is so confident in themselves. And I don't think confidence necessarily has to mean like perfect all the time. I no, think confidence no, yeah. is something that just breathes within and knowing and having conviction in like what you do Mm -hmm. and really having that path which I know she talks about a little bit as well and you know I've worked in the music industry on the other side and it's a hard industry to be in like I give kudos to anyone that's in the music industry like I'm a singer myself but it's never been like it's such a you have to have that drive and that passion to make that your Mm full-time gig and it takes a lot of guts and a lot of ripping open wounds and building them back to allow and share your own experiences so that other people can have those experiences as well. And like, I think it's such a gift to be an artist and to like, even with some of the songs she shared with us that she told us the backstories about, there's so many people in this world that don't have the voice that to share yeah like that platform to share um so i think it's so such a beautiful thing that she's doing all of this and like just being so truthful and honest Mm -hmm. with all of it that's what you got to do you got to be authentic because you mentioned it in the interview but people are not i think you did or you mentioned Mm -hmm. it before we recorded but people are not attracted to the fake put together you know host artist you know whatever it is that you're doing people want you to be authentic and real because relatability is really it sounds horrible to say but relatability sells better than perfection or anything else and i think yeah ellie is a perfect example of just being being real and down to earth and sharing her journey thank you so much ellie for coming on today we really loved talking to you you're so amazing and Thank you for waking up super early and coming to sit down with us because it's early here. It's real early. Well, not anymore, but Not anymore, was. but when she when first we, got yeah, here, yes. When we started. Yes, and yes, yes. Yeah, we, none of us. I think you're the only morning person here. Yeah, I woke up a little bit earlier so I could yeah. slowly wake up. This morning was like I had to give myself an extra hour to just like slowly get up. Uh-huh. It's a, I mean, that's boss of you to get up early and do oh, that. Thanks. You're welcome. I need to get better at that. But Candace, what has been your bossy moment of the week? Because you know we got to tell the people and basically brag on ourselves for a little bit. I love that. I think that's so healthy to be able to brag on yourself, like trying to get better at that. This week was a lot of introspection for me mm-hmm. of... I think I mentioned it a little bit in our last podcast of learning to uh, slow down a little bit and not, but not get complacent. And this week, um, for those of you that don't know, I think I've mentioned it a couple times, but I am an actress, so I do have acting classes uh, once a week and I absolutely love it. So shout out to Anthony Mindel because he is absolutely fantastic. He's a mentor of mine. He's like family to me. I've actually worked for him. I was his marketing director for a while and you know, I've been at the studio for four and a half, almost, oh my God, almost five years now. Damn. And Damn. so that's a long time. he, I love him so much because he really helps me like hold a mirror up even when it's really hard. And mm-hmm. then, you know, after class, I talked to a friend of mine that's in class. And, um, as I've gone through the week, I've just kind of been reading a couple articles and something that was brought up that I read yesterday was about how to be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And I think 
me talking about it last week of slowing down and not getting complacent has led into this being a little bit more self-aware and realizing not necessarily what my faults are or what my perfections are. It's more of being able to stop and listen to other people and really ask the question of how do you perceive me and not take it as like, okay, I need to fix that so that people like me. It's more of, okay, I see this when I look in the mirror as I'm getting older, how do I need to figure out what to better in myself, not perfect, of how does the world actually perceive the moment versus the way that I perceive myself? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that has been happening for me. And really, I think as much as business hasn't been like moving super fast right now with the holidays and everything being in transitional, I think this is a very monumental time in like what I'm doing and becoming a better boss becoming a better person in general is like really finding that self-care and figuring all that stuff out. And I guess birthday coming up also plays a part in that because when you turn a year older, it's like, I want to figure out more about who I am Mm -hmm. and learn who I am because I think it's a constant learning journey. So that was my boss moment for the week. I love it. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Shoot, I was learning from you right there. Oh, um, thanks. I would say mine, just because everyone knows from the last episode, I was having in the middle of my quarter life crisis. Woo, right on time, 25. Um, quarter life crisis is great, man. It's Embrace great. it. It sucks, but it's amazing at the mm-hmm. same time. No, I'm learning a lot about myself. Um, but one of the, besides, I agree with you, being self aware has been something I've been learning. I've been diving into like learning more about my personality and stuff. But I would say, my boss moment is happened on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited! Okay, I gotta do a drum roll. <laughs> I got my first freelance gig that will hopefully turn into a full-time job. Woo! Yay! And I won't say what exactly it is, but it's basically I'm doing journalism for a cool company, and I love it. And as we talked about last time, I didn't know when the next time was I was going to get a job. And God is real funny like that. And I was like... Girl, just be patient. It's been like two months since you've been home. So that was my boss moment, being there. And at first, I kind of had a little bit of like imposter syndrome because all these people are like, I mean, it's mostly Latinos that work in the company that I'm at, but they're all like very accomplished. And they're now at the startup because they all came together to start this cool thing. And I was like, oh my God, I don't like, I don't belong there. Like, why did they, like, why did they bring me on? And I saw this, oh my gosh, hold on, I need to find it on my phone. I saw this tweet and I was laughing hysterically. And this girl tweeted, I've decided to rebrand my imposter syndrome as scammer syndrome. So whenever the voice whispers, hey, 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 you know you suck and don't deserve this right. I'm just going to quote with it and say, I know, bitch, but I'm going to take it anyway. Summer of scam. Am I right? (laughs) That is amazing. You said that to me and I loved it. I was dying. I was like, yes, summer of freaking scam. That's right. So whether or not I think I deserve this or not, I'm going to take it anyways because it's my opportunity and I'm going to shine. So that was was my boss moment of the week. We actually had a boss moment of the week together as well on Thursday. Yeah. Which was a really, really cool opportunity. So thanks, Les, for all of that because I'll let you give the backstory on it, but we uh-huh. got to go to this amazing influencer dinner um, at this awesome restaurant. Like We ate like queens oh on God, Thursday. We seriously did. At the Castaway in Burbank it is a hidden gem, especially if you are an LA local. Like I even talked to a couple of my friends later. They're like, I've never heard of this place. Mm-mm. It was 
absolutely, the views were incredible. The The restaurant was beautiful. Food was immaculate. I'm so, so good. I'm thinking about that chocolate lava Oh, cake. so good. And the people that were serving us were so friendly. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And we were in great company. But it was for um, agave. Yeah, agave and oil. Mm -hmm. it, they gave us some great products, which I loved. And they actually interviewed us beforehand to ask if, ask us about our hair and like what our problems are with our hair and you know different issues up for different like products so they gave us our own special goodie bags that were personalized mm -hmm. which i thought was just the extra mile for any company to like really invest in their clientele yeah and for their their consumer to be able to be like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And let me provide something for them. It wasn't like, here's like a general PR thing that we sent exactly. out to people. And we're not paid to tell you that we no. went to this or anything. We just genuinely had a great time. So thank you to um, Corinne and to Eric and the rest of the Agave Oil mm -hmm. team for um, giving us that opportunity. Because it was like, wow, we felt really cool. I uh, know. <laughs> I got two packages in one day, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, you did. Candace is killing it. I'm I'm trying because that influencer game is a game that I would like to get in and not for the all the perks obviously, but I am definitely interested in like marketing and products and that's just something that I like. And so to be able to have a little bit more of an audience to share like what products I use, I think yeah. is a really cool platform because I'm the consumer myself of following a lot of influencers as well. And, you know, if like some of my favorite people like something, I'm more willing to buy it because they've used it. So I really think it's a cool opportunity to have an audience and to just share um, and to have a community to share. Mm -hmm. But I randomly did like an eye mask because if you guys follow me on Instagram, I love my eye masks and my patches because I don't does. sleep a lot. So I like those under eye bags to go away. And so I got this really cool new one that was coffee energizing. Oh. And it was like, they made it so cute. Like the branding is on point and I'm such a brand nerd. I love when people do amazing packaging. Like she I only will, buys things if they're cute. If they're cute and pretty, I will buy it. Like I'm just that person. And I, I think that that's just going the extra mile for your, your clients to make it look nice is I oh, no awesome. judgment I do the same thing I love it uh -huh. so I, if you look at all my stuff it's all either gray or pale pink or blue most of the stuff I buy um but this one is from a company called yes Two. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it they're at it's they're at Target which mm -hmm. is where I buy most of my beauty products shout out to Target too because I'm there <laughs> like at least five times we a week we basically want someone to sponsor this if you haven't cut on <laughs> oh I mean I'm not even doing that but yes sure I have a Target red card I'm, I'm joking, not ashamed I'm joking but I'm being serious <laughs> I need to pay bills help a sister out but um I did it and they did it like a superhero mask instead of oh, just under eyes cute. it was so cute so I put it on and I was like I have to take a picture in this because it's so stinking cute I was like I feel like Superwoman today uh, or Wonder Woman I put okay. I, this is incredible that too. Yeah. I was like, I feel like Wonder Woman today. Uh -huh. So I posted it and then randomly, I never thought, I was just posting it just for fun. Yeah. They reached out to me. They were like, we love your photo. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. And so they reposted it. I was like, this is so cool. They're reposting it. Great. Thought nothing of it. Uh -huh. Next thing I know, two days later, I checked my email. They're like, hey, Candice, we saw your stuff on Instagram. We love it. We want to send you a box. So I got this cute little box with these face masks and I'm so excited to use them and I will post them because I'm not ashamed to show my face masks. But it was so cool to just have that moment of someone's like, I like you. I think you will like this. Let me send you something personalized. I yeah. think it's just so nice. It's so, the best. It's, it's nice. the best. Yeah. I will let you guys know because my skin right now is 
I will be completely transparent, freaking the F out right now. And I'm trying to fix that. So if anybody has any suggestions of facial products send to them use, over. send them over. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode and for um, listening to Ellie's story and listening to our bossy moments. And if you've also had like a super cool boss moment of the week, like slide into those DMs. Let no, us put them know. on the comments put below. Put them in the comments below. Actually, yeah, comments below so everyone on can iTunes. see them. Yeah, share. Spread them out. Be sure to um, rate and subscribe, all that jazz. And we will see you guys next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Bossy Bonitas. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bossy Bonitas for the latest news. Subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Plus, read the description below for links and more information about the podcast you just heard. Don't forget to tell your friends, and we'll see you next time.